Ladies, are you feeling things shifting in you and around you right now? Have you truly and fully recognized the beauty of your God-given design as a woman made in the image of God? Do you find yourself exhausted trying to run on the wheel of life and sometimes just feeling empty inside? Well, today I'm sharing about how God created us uniquely as women and how to work with your design and not against it. Are you in a season where you're longing for more, desiring inner peace, hoping for more authenticity in relationships? Perhaps you're feeling unsettled inside, like you know that God is calling you deeper, higher, and further than you've ever gone before. You are ready for change and it's time for something to shift. But what is it? What's been missing? My name is Amber Todd, I am a Christian counselor, and I believe that you were never meant to live a disconnected, segmented life. You were created for connection, deep, authentic, healing connection. First, within yourself, because your mental, physical, and spiritual health is interconnected. This is why I love collaborating with doctors and like-minded holistic practitioners who honor God's design for our whole being to function and operate in harmony. Life Interconnected Podcast is an intentional space you can come to every week to receive encouragement, hope, and a fresh perspective on your internal world so that you better understand your thoughts and emotions and how to live a connected life. Join this movement of mindful believers who desire to grow in our faith and cultivate a holistic approach to health and wellness. Subscribe to the podcast today and share it with your friends. Welcome to Life Interconnected. Last week, we talked about how to take personal inventory in seasons of transition. And I I shared with you guys just how I'm coming out of a season of burnout and really intentionally trying to tend to and care for my body, mind, and spirit. And that's why I think it's important to assess and respond to what's happening inside of you. And I, I talked about that on a larger scale, thinking about mental, physical, and spiritual health in general. This idea that your emotions, your thoughts, and your physical symptoms are all clues and signs that something needs to change. And I believe that we are naturally in a season of change. We think about the seasons, the four seasons that God created. We're getting ready to come into fall. Fall is naturally a time of shedding and releasing. You know, we literally see the leaves falling from the trees here in the Midwest. um, And we see things shifting and changing. And if we tune into the larger reality of creation around us, we can also recognize that seasons happen within us. And that's why we need to pay attention to what our mind, body, and spirit are communicating. And this has been a big week for our family. Um, We sent our kids back to school. I actually have a few friends who sent their youngest kids to kindergarten, which is such a big deal, right? To send your baby off to school for the first time leaves a lot of space. It leaves margin to think about you know, what you want for yourself in this next season. Now, whether you have little ones or your kids are older or you're single or don't have kids, I think fall is just a natural time um, to really assess uh, what's been working well, um, what needs to shift and change and how to move forward to set yourself up for success. Now, 
I think when we have that space and we have those seasons of transition, we naturally ask those questions of, you know, how do I want to use my time? You know, what's most important to me? And I really want to, you know, encourage you as you're listening to this, those of you who are feeling like you're wanting to tap into your God-given design, you're wanting to feel more alive and fulfilled. I think as women, we have to understand how God created us uniquely. And, you know, so many times in our culture, we are expected to live in a certain way that aligns with culture, especially in America, you know, the idea of the American dream and work hard and your dreams will come true. And if you just put in the work, you'll get it, that hustle and grind culture. But that's honestly, truly more of a masculine culture. And I think sometimes for us as women, our natural gifts like intuition um, tend to be played down because we're sort of put into this mold of what we feel like it should look like. Um, and a lot of times that's through striving because of the way that we grew up, because of maybe a drive towards perfection, if you're a perfectionist or a performer, especially. And so I've just been feeling like, well, this year in general, but especially this summer, just so much of a draw to just gather with like-minded women, um, who are, um, wanting the same thing, who are wanting to, uh, find deeper healing, who are wanting deeper relationships, who are wanting to support one another. I've had so many conversations this last week with friends as I've been processing some of these ideas of, you know, it's interesting to me how many women have this negative connotation thinking about being around large groups of women. There's so many assumptions of comparison and jealousy and judgment and gossip. And that to me just feels so icky because I know that's not God's intention for us as women in fellowship. And, and unfortunately, I just think we don't see a lot of examples or role models for how to do life with other women. Well, you know, when I was in college, I lived with a hundred women for three years and that really shaped me in a beautiful way. I had a really positive experience. And so I've always been someone that even though I didn't grow up with sisters, that I see women in a positive light and I see the gold inside of other women. I've always been a champion of other women. And I'm also very much aware of like, that hasn't been the experience for a lot of other women. And so I think my heart in, in starting this series over these next few weeks is to really take back and redeem this idea that like God created us as a women to support and uplift and cheer for one another and to speak words of life over one another and to use our gifts to bring healing to one another. And for me, that has been a process of figuring out, okay, what does that look like personally? Um, it, because of what I do and because I have my own business, a lot of times it can feel, you know, isolating and I'm very independent and I can, you know, figure things out, but it takes humility to say, you know what? I need other, other women around me who can, um, uplift me, who I can be vulnerable with, who can speak, um, encouragement and truth into my life. And so I've been feeling this shift towards seeking that out and finding that and, several things kind of have happened behind the scenes, um, in my business and, and, in different opportunities. And, 
um, everything just kind of lined up for this last week for me to make a massive shift and change um, in my counseling practice. And so I mentioned to you that I wanted to share a big announcement today. And that announcement is that I'm transitioning my practice um, into another location to partner with uh, naturopathic Dr. Molly Harmon. Um, and, and her team and some other incredible women who are there. And if you haven't listened to episode five with Dr. Harmon, go back and listen to it. Cause you'll really understand why we click so well. We both just have a heart to heal the whole person and also a heart to cultivate a healing community of female practitioners. And so I'm super excited to be making that change over this next week and really learning more about treating the whole person, not just in counseling and emotional and mental health, but how our trauma and our pain and our physical symptoms show up in our body to reflect that. And so it's going to be a really unique and special season that I get to be literally under the same roof of practitioners who are digging into this concept of life interconnected day to day by serving patients and clients. And so, you know, it's been a long journey. I mean, I, I've been feeling God nudging me towards change and to take a leap into something new. Um, and to be honest, I feel like he kind of bumped me up to the edge and sort of like <laughs> pushed me a little bit because you guys, it's hard to make change. You know, th- when things are comfortable, um, it's easy to just be complacent. And I'm always someone who has a growth mindset and I'm always willing to take risks. And so this just feels like a really good fit for this next season. As I shared last week, I'm really pursuing my own healing. And then I'm also digging deeper into how the life interconnected revelation plays out in the therapeutic counseling process, both individually and in groups. And I'll mention this at the end, but um, I have an exciting opportunity for those of you listening, whether you're local in Fort Wayne or you're listening from afar. If you want to be a part of a healing community of women, stay till the end and I'll tell you about how to sign up for that. So as I'm thinking about the power of women healing and the power of um, the impact of that for us as friends, as, as wives, as mothers, here's the thing. This is a powerful truth. When women heal, the whole world heals. Okay, now why is that? Because women are the carriers and birthers of life. So physical and spiritual mothering is essential for stable and healthy people. Now, let me explain what I mean by that. Physical mothering is obviously, you know, day to day, I'm caring for my kids, I'm getting them dressed, I'm feeding them breakfast, I'm, you know, taking them to appointments and to school and loving them, guiding them. That's what I would call physical mothering, right? But spiritual mothering is more mentorship, discipleship, pouring in um, to others, whether or not it's a a child or um, a friend or someone, you know, that you are mentoring. Spiritual mothering is just as important as physical mothering. And I feel like there's such a gap, to be honest, between like my generation and like my mom's generation. I don't think there are a lot of older and wiser spiritual mothers. Um, I've been fortunate to have some incredible women who are that for me, um, who are in their fifties, sixties, seventies. I mean, even my grandmother, you know, she lived to be 92. Um, she passed away a few years ago and she was truly, um, a, a mother and a matriarch for our family in so many ways. And so, I think when we don't have older women to guide us and to 
to speak into our lives. And especially if you have a hard relationship with your birth mom, um, that can be difficult because we are seeking guidance and counsel and, um, wanting to pursue healing. But sometimes there's a lot of us who are first generation trying to change patterns, you know, and for me, I love my mom so deeply and she has been, um, just the most incredible cheerleader in my life. She is always someone who encourages me and speaks life over me. Um, but the reality is she, you know, lost her mom at the age of 19 in a tragic, um, situation. And she didn't have her mom to raise her as an adult, you know, learning how to be a mother. And, and so for our adult relationship like that, that's been hard. And, you know, when, when you start to outgrow, you know, where your parents are emotionally or spiritually, it can feel really lonely. And I absolutely still value the wisdom and, um, guidance and things that my mom can offer me, but I've, I've had to seek out mentorship and, um, counsel from many other sources because the more that I grew, the more that I matured, the more that I healed my own trauma and pain and wounds, the more that I longed for that depth with the Holy spirit and, and also in friendship and also, um, with spiritual moms. And so I think understanding this concept really hits home when we start to see that God has anointed us as women to embrace this calling, to to be healers on the earth, to be, to bring heaven to earth, to bring healing to our families and our relationships and our friendships and our communities. And so I want to give you guys today and in the coming weeks, um, this framework for our God-given design as women. You know, we've talked really in the last few months a lot about our primary design as interconnected beings. I've talked about mind, body, and spirit connection. But now we're going to shift from primary design to differentiated design. How are we different from men and why does that matter? Okay. Now I want you to hear my heart. I know that there's a, you know, different uh, opinions and theologies around um, what a woman's role is. And even many churches differ about, you know, how they view the gifts of women, the roles of women within the church. Um, I, I'm not here to debate those things. I'm here to just speak to our nature, our God-given nature as women and to say, I see so many women who are highly, highly gifted and called. I see the anointing of God on their lives, but I feel like they are oppressed. They are like held back. Their voices feel stuck. And actually Dr. Harmon and I talked about that in episode five. We talked about why so many women have thyroid issues because it's like they have this voice. They have this message that God has put inside of them, but they've never spoken it. They've never released it into the world because they feel like either they don't have a voice or what they say doesn't matter, or they're not good enough, or no one has told them that there's a value inside of them. And so they find their worth and identity and think that the only way to be a Christian woman is to be quiet and to be submissive. And I'm just here to say that's just not true. (laughs) 
I am um, a woman who has always felt called to the stage. I've always felt called to the, to being in front of people, to using my voice. Um, I had parents who really believed in me and championed me and gave me a lot of opportunities. I was the only child for seven years until my brother was born and, and the only grandchild in, in the city where I grew up. And so I had a lot of adult attention and really a lot of cultivation in my leadership gift and my voice. And so for me, I've never really felt like that, but I, I see so many women who are stuck and, you know, I would say, even though I, I have had freedom in my own life and felt confidence stepping out in this specific, um, role as a podcast host and like sharing vulnerably more my heart and my life, that's been a whole nother level of me unlocking my voice. And so I'm literally learning alongside of you. How do I do that? Well, because I know God has called me, um, to a large platform. I've always felt called to make big impact. And, and so for me, I'm learning how to unlock my voice even more than I ever have before. And it's been really cool to see as I've been faithful with starting this podcast and, and just really sowing more time into pouring into, um, other people. I feel like I, like God has just opened up a lot of doors, even for me with ministry. And I'm doing more speaking events this fall, which is really exciting. I used to do that more when we lived in Pennsylvania, but I've been in a season of hiddenness as the Lord has been really preparing me for such a time as this the last seven years. And so I'm excited to dive back into public speaking and ministry this fall. And so that kind of brings me to, you know, how do we recap this idea of reclaiming our, our God-given design as women? Here's point number one. I want to just hit on, I want to give you a bird's eye view today of all the facets of your feminine nature and how they work together in an interconnected way. And then in the coming weeks, we'll dive deep into each one of these things. So this is just kind of an overview. So point number one, things like your cyclical nature, your 28 day cycle, your hormone levels, your intuition, um, this sense of, um, feminine energy and what you bring into a relationship, your mothering heart. Those are all really unique aspects of how God created you differently from a man. And even when we think about God's design for sex and practically, like what does it look like when a man and woman comes together? Like a man is penetrating and a woman is receiving. Okay. Now I think there's like spiritual implications to that. I think we live in a society that's like constantly trying to forge forward and strive and, you know, force things to happen. And that is more of like a, what I, when you hear me say masculine energy, that's what I mean. Like almost that drive to like make something happen. I think feminine energy means more this willingness to posture ourselves, um, using our intuition, using our gut feeling, using wisdom that God's given us by the Holy spirit to receive what God has. Now that doesn't mean we just sit back and do nothing. We, we, there are times that we have to step into more of this masculine, um, energy of, of, of working hard, of putting in the work to partner with God, of, of being faithful and taking the steps of faith. But I feel like I used to be predominantly like that. Like I, again, I'm a three on the Enneagram. I'm a performer and achiever. I have accomplished many things in my life, but I didn't know how to actually have seasons of receiving. You know, you heard me talk in previous episodes about Sabbath, like learning how to rest was a radical revelation for me, learning how to slow down, learning that I didn't have to just always make things happen and then kind of hope God had a backup plan in case my efforts didn't work out. 
like I am so much more aware of this masculine feminine balance of, of working hard, but also learning how to receive and also learning seasons when God has me waiting. I've been in a season of waiting for like literally seven years and God's been preparing me for this time. And so all these aspects of our feminine nature contribute to how we show up in the world. Now it should impact our lives and how we do relationship, how we, how we do friendship, how we, how we mother, but sometimes we've been put in a box of either what society expects from us or what the church expects from us. I've been in churches where I feel super empowered as a woman who has something to say. And I, and I, you know, take the proper order and, you know, share with the pastor and do things with wisdom and discernment. And I feel empowered to have the microphone to do that. And there's other churches where I felt so oppressed. I feel like I have something to share that the spirit showing me, but it feels like it's not welcome. And that is why we get stuck. Okay. This is point number two. We siphon off or shame parts of us to try to fit into a masculine world or a patriarchal society. Okay. And what does that mean? So it means that I'm going to stick the example of your cycle. Oh my gosh. I am so excited to bring my friend, Dr. Leah Gordon on because she is the expert at this at literally what she does as a naturopathic doctor is teach women how to have healthier uh, cycles and how to balance their hormones. And I've learned so much from her, but we approach our periods as this big negative thing, right? We think, Oh, my period's starting or what's wrong with you. Why are you so grumpy? Or, Oh, I just got to get through this. Or this is so inconvenient. Like we, we think so negatively about something that is amazing. It is amazing that on average, every 28 days, one, you have the opportunity for life and to carry life inside of your body. And two, you have the opportunity to release and surrender and shed what's not serving you. And so when you learn how to do that, well, every 28 days I am in, I, I try to live my life in sync with my hormones and in sync with my cycle. And I'm going to be teaching you guys how to do that. And in, in even more in detail with a group that I'm leading with women, but that's just one example. If you have a negative view of your period, that's one way that you're siphoning off or shaming your God given design. Same thing with hormones. We shame hormones. We're like, Oh, I'm just hormonal. Like we just think here, the word, first of all, hormones are super confusing. Um, I've been on like a, a, a rabbit trail, like learning a lot from, uh, I, I work with a DO who, uh, does hormone therapy, bioidentical hormone therapy. I went through a, a hormone reset last summer where I worked with a natural a pharmacologist. Um, and I've just learned a lot about like how to balance our hormones. And I used to think like the word hormonal was negative. And now I'm like, my hormones are amazing. Like if I'm off and I, I can track it during certain parts of my cycle, I don't feel shame about being angry or having rage or feeling irritable. I'm like, Oh, something is going on with my hormones. How can I better support myself? Because my hormones are supposed to work for me, not against me. God gave me my hormones so that my body could carry life. And he gave me my hormones so that I could listen to my body during times when I need to slow down. I'm not supposed to just be the same every four weeks, like every week out of the month, like the times that around my cycle, when my hormones are shifting and I'm getting ready to start my period, I slow down. I literally don't schedule as much that week. I listen to my body. I take naps. I'm working with my design, not against it. I'm not shaming my design saying, Hey, I need to just keep doing what I'm doing during the time when I'm ovulating. Cause when I'm ovulating, I have high energy and I'm super creative. 
And so I'm just trying to give you guys a picture of like what this means to embrace how God made you instead of make, have a negative connotation about what it means about you. Um, I think this idea of like trusting our gut and our intuition, we as women have such a strong intuition and I really believe it's Holy spirit in us. And yet we live in a society that highly values our like logic and reasoning. Men tend to be more analytical, logical, like thinkers. Now I'm totally, you know, I'm not saying it's all one or the other, but we as women have an intuition. And so many times, like we discount or discredit it because maybe it doesn't make logical sense. We just have a gut feeling about something. God gave you that. He gave you that for a reason. And so my heart today is for you to hear that like the way God made you is amazing and beautiful and complex. And I want it to work for you and not against you. And I'm going to teach you how to do that. Okay. So I want us to pull out of striving and hustling and trying to live like men were designed. And I want us to come back into balance, to tap into our intuition, to work with our cycles, to have hormone balance, to feel good in our bodies, to embrace our feminine nature. Okay. That's point number three. If you can accept and embrace and love all parts of your female nature, then you can live and work within your God-given design. I think what that means is to to come out of shame and judgment of the parts of us that we don't like or that we think are inconvenient or wrong. And actually, I want you to approach each of the topics in the coming weeks with awe and wonder. When you learn about the details and intricacies of your cycle, I want you to be in awe and wonder of how God made you. When you actually recognize that your hormones are literally like an orchestra trying to find harmony, I want you to be in awe and wonder. I want to redeem what's been taken from us as women by truly embracing and loving the way God made us and understanding that when we do that, we can come back into alignment and balance with our brothers in Christ, with our husbands, with, with our friends, within our marriages. So here's the big idea for this week. God differentiated your design as a woman to thrive by embracing the fullness of who you are. You are made uniquely. Every part of you is good. Even the parts of you right now that might feel broken or imbalanced. I'll be honest, I've got some imbalances in my body right now. But you know what? I know God intended for me to be balanced. And that's why I'm listening to my body and I'm prioritizing those things this fall. Know that you are loved, valued, and important. So here's what I want you to reflect on this week. How am I embracing my God-given design as a woman? What parts of myself do I love and accept and celebrate? And then I want you to think about how am I resisting, judging, or shaming parts of me? And what part of myself then do I need to accept and offer love and compassion? So as you're reflecting on that this week, I would love to hear your thoughts. If any of this resonates with you today or you have a takeaway you want to share, you can email me, hello at lifeinterconnected.com. And finally, to come back to my announcement, as I mentioned last week, I am really desiring to create a healing community of women who can hold space for one another and learn about these things together, speak truth over one another, 
um, hear and be led by the voice of the Holy Spirit. And I'm calling this Women Healing Women. So if you want to be a part of that or you want to learn more about it, fill out a quick Google survey, send me your thoughts. Um, It's in the link in the show notes. And I would love to hear what is on your heart. I'm so glad you're here with us today and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for sharing the space with me today. I want you to know that God sees you. You are loved, valued, and important. If this podcast helped you, it would mean so much if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and text or post a screenshot with your friends who can join our mindful movement of believers. Let's live intentionally as God designed life to be interconnected. I'm cheering for you. We are in this together, and I look forward to next time.